This is weird. Um, all right. Uh, what happened during the solo session? Basically, um, to sum it up really fast. I can play it real quick. Huh? I can play it real quick. Yeah, you can. <laughs> you asked me not to. So now I'm just going to joke that I'll do it. Oh, there you go. And I won't. Yeah. But you'll still fear that I will. I'll do it. Um, <laughs> I don't even know what we're fucking talking about. I, I don't know. Yeah, I do. It's such a hard one. the audio recording of the last session. No. And playing it during the session. No. Talking about the one solo one Cody had with KD. Uh, yes. So, um, because the, the, the first session that we had with everybody except for Evan is eight hours long. So I'm, I'm going to need to trim that down. But the one with Cody's is done. Uh, what happened? Uh, the most important plot-relevant things are... Uh, oh, no. It's all going to get revealed. During no iPhone? No iPhone? Hot chip? Um, Alex may or may not be Faye. But what's more important is whatever kind he is may not conform to the laws of reality, which is a, a, a bit of a big problem because he also assumed he was some flavor of fancy like human variant this entire time and not anything other than that um but he has a glamour that surrounds his entire body he took part of it off and things went really really badly um as such as well and this will get explained more uh in session Alex also may have reawakened a contract that he doesn't have yet. Um, there's a, the they, fuck does that mean? He talks all the time uh, when he was playing the doomed character, the doomed class, um, that the universe can fuck him up as much as he wants and make his life miserable. Can't kill him. Oh, okay. Um, I so makes... I've basically, I've reignited that, and I've made it a malevolent force that's chasing him. Uh, that cares not for time. And, uh, where the fuck is Cody? I don't know, but I do have some questions about what's going on with Johannes now that, uh, everything's done with. Okay, alright, well, hey, let's, Is um... he just going back to the Fade to serve for eternity in his stupid little kingdom? <laughs> You're so rude. <laughs> I hate you. <laughs> Leave my game. My boy. He's seeing fake women. I forget what the fake women thing was. It wasn't even fake women. He saw... Just meant that he saw someone you haven't seen yet. He didn't even mention who it was. It was just a person that you haven't seen. So, uh, Johannes isn't really leaving. Yo Johannes had to get medical treatment as well. And, um, you know, obviously is going to go ahead and turn over the, uh, the decapitated head of Drew Loretta. My god, this man doesn't know what electricity is and they're gonna fucking stick an IV in him? It doesn't go the worst. Uh, but it requires a lot of explanation. <laughs> uh, that, that's, that's why we have, uh, a bunch of, a bunch of reoccurring characters, um, uh, including whatever in the world Dr. Robinson is. Who's uh, Carmen Sandiego? That's how she gets around so fast. Dr. Robinson? Yes. In like, function, not form. Hypothetically, Because that's I Margaret. And Margaret's yeah. Carmen Sandiego in form, but the function is Dr. Robinson. Yeah. That's why they're so close friends. Oh my god, I, I broke I broke Cody's heart last session because um, we had outfit changes for different characters because of, you know, to signify that time is different. Uh, uh, and I took away the hat. To be fair, we're going back, so the hat yes. has to be removed. Yeah, essentially. Um, there's, also no, there's also no coat. 
Um, so I had to indicate... Well, this is fucking unacceptable. <laughs> I had to indicate somehow that she was still strapped because it never really got discussed uh, back, uh, back when, but that coat is about 50 or 60 pounds because it is filled with um, very dangerous firearms. Uh, and since she doesn't have that, it's just, it's just a gun and maybe, you know, maybe some pockets. She's not Alex. I gave Alex a shirt during the solo session because, you know, he didn't have a shirt. And one of the first things that he did, although, it makes, it, although it makes sense, he ripped it. He, he ripped it to give Alicia his number. She had business cards. She Man, wrote her it. number down on a business card and gave it to him. Cannot and then he contained. ripped his shirt and wrote it down in pen. Fucking impressive. You ever tried to write on a shirt? I, I mentioned that it was probably a bit of a difficult process. Going over the eight multiple times came up, yeah, I think. Yeah, um, Run on a lot of odd surfaces. But to do a little bit of catching up with my boy over here, the vibe of your character, uh, Willard, can you just give me a brief rundown of what your original what concept fuck? for Willard was? Because I think every once in a while, uh, he's. Because oh. he's, he's. The werewolf, the panther boy. Yeah, he was a werewolf panther boy. And that was just a curse, but he's also. A collector of business suits. Um, yes. A serial killer. <laughs> I forgot about uh, this. Not a serial not, killer. He kills, but it's fine. He's a, merc he's a mercenary. He's a mercenary. Do you still... It's eight years ago. Do you still collect business suits? Yeah. Okay. All right. And you still... Same position uh, as the, the owner of Royal CEO. Cola? Yeah. CEO of Royal Cola. Willard Royal. Um, it's eight years ago. How's it doing? Are you I, in your prime? Are you thriving? I have no idea. Probably. I wouldn't be surprised if you were. Um, and you are... I'm not familiar with your class. I just know its name. You were playing the wronged. Ruby, Ruby, Ruby. Currently, yes. Okay. Originally, no. All right. So do you still need to add stuff to it and, like, level it and stuff? Eventually, yeah. I'll get around to that, though. Dude, we're about to... I mean, hey, if he... He can keep his character sheet as is... Um, I'm incomplete. Well, no, I mean, like, well, we I basically say, started already, the game again. Well, I was gonna say, I don't have a fully leveled. I have one extra level. Yeah. It is for the thing we already talked oh, about. Oh, okay. I thought you were talking about you not uh, having it done at all. No. No. And pretending like that was just is a that fun. him? Huh. It's him. It's Yeah, it is. Why are you late? I'm not late. The game's up at six. Untrue. We've already started. I bet you feel uh, real silly right I, now. I'm trying to catch Evan up a little bit. Oh, okay. Um, catch up the amount of time that the rest of us have. No. Then, then you're still late. Small, small bits and pieces. Um, I gave them a little bit of a catch up of what the most important stuff was with some details. NPCs are going to mention it anyways. Um, the way this is going to go, because it also determines what my playlist is going to look like. Um, the way this is going to go is... Somebody's going to volunteer to go first. It doesn't have to necessarily start with uh, somebody talking in character. It doesn't necessarily have to start with I do something. You could ask about lore. You could ask about circumstances. Um, and we could just like, or even just start talking about how you would want something to go. Maybe even re-clarification some things. I have things for everybody. It's just in order to find the rhythm, I think we're probably just going to do this first one on a volunteer basis, so it's whoever is most comfortable right now. Make up for your playtime, Evan. Okay. 
Okay. Okay. Okay. Okay. I'm no. really trying to be nice because I, I had my I had my um other session with the only key last. Stop time. smelling the fucking lighter fluid. I just want another little whiff. No. Yo, I'm gonna pack that over here. I can't. I can't Yo, give that. me that. Bring that over here. Don't let her have it. She won't give it back. It's just like the air horn. Don't. <laughs> okay. So Evan, you die. Oh, Jesus Christ. Well, I'm sorry. Right Every this. fucking session I've been noticing that that's my favorite thing to say. So, your first roll of the game is a flat roll. Eight. Eight. There are, as far as you can tell, 12 people that have um, listed public record names um, and paper trails that go back to... Um, a series of experiments that were conducted when you were a child with about, I believe, also 12 other children, um, most of whom you assume are completely dead. Um, Jesus Christ. Uh, sorry, the music got louder. I love the new Hogwarts legacy. But yeah, we're zooming into Evan. I was thinking yeah. more of, like, National Treasures. I've only so, watched the first one. So, I've never watched them. You've killed eight so far um you've only got as far as you can tell from the previous batch of people four left so when you have someone who comes up to you in an airport um they have a um this is 2012 so it's a little unusual to see people in masks uh but she's got a black mask and uh, a short black bob she comes over she comes over and she gives you a flash drive um, I thought you were going to say a flashlight. I would have been very confused. She shines like, it in your eyes a little bit. Ah. Hey, where's the flashlight? I need no. to borrow it real quick. No, no, no. Co- Curb the urge. Um, she hands you a flash drive. Uh, and uh, if you plug it into any receptacle, you can plug it into a public receptacle, that's fine. You're given information on what is most definitely going to be the ninth person. Um... As far as you can tell, this is one of the ones that was harder to find because his name isn't on public records. Um, it gives you a last known location. It gives you associated people and businesses. And it also gives you an estimated window of time with which this guy is going to be out and seen in public before he withdraws again. Um, you are at an airport already. You had planned on going to a summer home. Um, you're, you're a busy guy doing a lot of ceo and. Um, you get this information. Um, what do you want to do with it? The window for what you can do is, uh, already ongoing. You have about two days to find this guy. Well, let's go and find that guy. Okay. Reminded me of Clue 34. Okay. What? So, the plain boards, um, and, uh, as far as you can tell... You know, this was kind of a last-minute flight, so you just you, you grabbed whatever you could and you got first class because you always get first class. You don't even have to you don't even have to pay at this point. They're just like, oh, sir, you've been bumped up to first class, and you're like, oh, how unexpected! And you just go right up to first class. You keep saying first class. I'm getting flashbacks to playing a game called First Class Trouble. That's pretty good. Um, so takeoff happens. You finally get the opportunity to open your laptop back up and check this information. Something's up. Um, roll, roll me a plus sharp. This would technically be a read a bad situation. 
That's a seven. Okay. So, that's a mixed success? Yes. Okay. Willard is a canon gamer. Correct? Is he still a gamer? Is he not a gamer anymore? Gaming. Gamer? Yeah, it's like height of him getting into games and stuff. Okay, so maybe maybe you've got a little bit of hacker experience. Uh, you're at least decently good at, with computers. Can I play Hacker Man from Kung Fury as a character? I'm okay at Hat and Time, and therefore I'm a professional hacker. Shut the fuck up, Nintendo boy. You, you at computer. least you at least have a um you at least have a yeah. knowledge of um I'll be back like files and how to keep them nice on your computer because there's a lot of different invoices and everything like that and a lot of different game files that if you don't take care of your computer correctly are going to fuck up. You and mod- you put a lot of progress into a lot of things on that computer. You mod Minecraft a lot since it came out. <laughs> uh, you also know you have a pretty decent VPN, enough to know that um, uh, looking into it, the data that you had, it's been corrupted. So um, going to get their ass kicked. It gets, it gets corrupted, um, and you no longer have access to the information that you had before because it's just been completely scattered and then burned, in a way. Um, that flash drive is effectively defunct. So, with the seven, with the seven, you know someone's corrupted your data. You know it happened in the last minute. In the time it took for you to open your laptop again and plug that flash drive in. You also know that it's not easy to get into the VPN that you have, um, regardless of whether the you know the plane's Wi-Fi is public. What would you like to do first? Are there any sussy boys on the plane? Uh, roll me another plus sharp. That's a seven again. Okay. So how are you looking? Just you looking around? Yeah, I'm just like looking around for now. Okay. So. What happens is um, you see somebody, and somebody else sees you. Um, I'll say one of the biggest things that you notice immediately is that most of the people on this plane don't look very regular. They look like they're dressed up to be extras. Um, Bits and pieces of them feel off. Um, You also notice that considering the person that you see... Um, you haven't seen the rest of them, but considering the person that you see sitting about, I'd say, two two sets of seats up and one to the right, um, you notice that they should probably be a little bit more alarmed. So on a seven, you see somebody who's heavily armed. They see you, and so does another person. You begin to realize, hey, this plane boarded pretty fast. This is... This plane has about 120 seats. How could a, bla- a plane board that fast unless everyone was coordinated? You do a quick scan. Almost everyone on this plane is unarmed and made to dress up to be almost like civilians. But uh, some of them look a little nervous. You catch a guy. He's got, uh, I'd say, two side shaves, little bits of, uh, you know... Little bits of, like, straight-line fades that go on the sides. Um, and he has what looks to be a very large uh, firearm. The kind that you're definitely not supposed to take on planes, which, honestly, I think is none of them. But he's also obviously not hiding it. And the rest of the people on the plane, although they are nervous, are too nervous to actually say anything. You notice him, and he notices you. 
And he gets up, and he goes to the restroom. You have, not see, you have not seen the other person yet. You go over? Um, I'm going to put my hands in my pocket, though. Okay. All right. I, by the way, that's where Willard keeps his special brass knuckles. He's got one in each pocket. Okay. All right. So he's just um, nonchalantly yeah, got go his hands in his pocket. I just forget to ask this. Does that mean we have our special items now? Or no, not yet? You have them. Okay. You all have them. I'll have you roll as soon as we move over to you. Um, so, you, you get up, you get up, and as you walk over to the restroom, when you get up, you do see that there is one other person. They have not yet walked up to the bathroom, but you're also starting to realize that, uh, they may not be, it may not be just two people. The majority of people look normal. These guys obviously have made no attempt to hide themselves past what they already did. So you get to the bathroom. Um, what, what's the conversation that you want to have with this, uh, with this guy? Or, you think I'm gonna have alter- a conversation? alternatively, would you like to, without saying anything, would you like Beat to roll an overall kick some ass? And we'll see how this goes. Oh no, this guy, this That's guy a 13. That's a 13. Look at him, this guy boxes. Okay. So, um, so the plane lands. Um. Of course, the passengers gonna like the fuck out. It's it's been it's been three hours. There was a there was a almost an emergency landing, but everything got taken care of. Uh, you step out of the plane. Um. What what verdict would you like to put on the uh, the two people that you had seen? And I'll, uh, I'll say right now that it was just two people. I was going to say, disarmed and heavily injured. All right. If, if it's disarmed and heavily injured and not... Because um, I'm not going to kill them. If it's not kill them, um, there were seven of them on that plane. Um, you come off of the plane. You no longer have that information, but you have some of it in your head. The last place it was, oh was... You believe it may have been somewhere near, uh... What? It's much tougher. Oh, I thought you said wet. No, it's wet. Okay. So, the best place that you could describe it is, technically, they owned a junkyard. And they were doing different, um... Like, not storage areas of junkyards, but they were selling off property that they had. People that, people that own junkyards, just taking the land that they owned and selling it to other junkyards or whatever people wanted to do with that stuff in that area. So, you know this guy, um, although you, don't, you didn't have any information uh, from him from public record, you had information on the properties that he had recently sold. And based on the tip that you were given, you know that he was going to a property that he had sold about a year ago. Um, it had been um, bought off uh, for... Usually when there isn't a public record on a piece of land, it's federal. Um, but what it stands is technically this, he's trespassing. Not even technically. He is trespassing. He no longer owns this land. Um, so you're not sure what he's going to get or what he's trying to find. But you know I'm he's sure going to be there. What What's that? The last tip. <laughs> I like that. <laughs> he will get his ass kicked. I won't want to fight me neither. Um. That's so cute. that's just make make you fight yourself. That's where we're at right now. Um. Start playing Kenya, I could. 
Where you are right now isn't super important state-wise, other than the fact that it is a junkyard. I don't know how you want to prep yourself, and I don't know what place. Sure, um, okay. Depends. You said state doesn't really matter. It, it doesn't because of so, the way this, uh, I'm going to pull in a little bit of uh, magic fuckery. Okay. Well, good. That, that kind of helps out then. Yeah. From where we were in the present, could this be like the junkyard that towed the van for us? So it's eight years in the past. Yeah. Okay. Easy, um, yeah, I'll... Um, but I need that cheese still for the cheese flies. So just be careful. Wow. Okay. I'll allow it because I want to see where this goes. Okay. So it's it's the tow it's the tow yard um, that had uh, you know in in the future when you guys crashed through that billboard um, during the mystery with a different plane um, and you know you pay off the tow truck driver for that guy um, and the van gets towed away. This would be that. Okay. Which would function pretty well. It isn't it isn't his anymore. It belongs to somebody else, so he could only really be going back if he was looking for something. Um, what he's looking for and who they are isn't super important right now. What's most important is the fact that this guy, you didn't have any leads on him. You didn't have any information on him. You got gifted information by a, a mysterious person you've never seen before. Um, and... You believe that he might have. You believe that he actually might have more leads. So, uh, roll, uh, roll, investigate a mystery, or it's just another plus sharp. Investigate a mystery plus sharp. Okay. Yeah. That's what I was about to ask. I just say it's investigate a mystery in case you have any additional pluses. Uh, if I know my prey, I get plus one ongoing. Um. So you're looking for a. a who Who is your prey? Is I assumed humans. Yeah. Yeah. Then you would know. Yeah. Yeah, you find him. So let's see this. So that's a total of an eleven. Okay. All right. So we're gonna cut away okay. um, because I feel like that's a really good part. Um, I, 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 you know, we, I enjoyed these little small little cuts and bits. You know, where you just where you you almost body somebody and then you're on the other side of it. Um, who wants to go next, and what would they like to start with? I also, I do have a small little tidbit of, um, something, uh, for Luke and Duncan. It's not, it's not within the constraints of time to where I have to line it up exactly. It just has to be long enough to where, um, Duncan and Wolf have a chance to just sit by so themselves, can, even if it's for like an hour or so. Um, it can be a right, random motel. Basically, you guys are going to get about, uh, I'd say a little over a week, maybe, okay, maybe six to seven days. Um, what do Duncan and Wolf do before they are contacted again? Because there is that time of like before before things can start buckling down, everybody gets a chance to breathe. Mm. For the most part, Alex and Maher are in the hospital, although they'll still have, like, two or three days uh, to do whatever they want. Um, and then Willard's already caught up to where our current timeline is at. Basically, do you guys continue to travel? Do you go back to a whatever current home you're staying at? 
um, you'll get you'll get certain things comped. Like if you need to if you need to go back home, like you can definitely get a plane ticket if you want. Back to Joanne. Back to Joanne. Thank you. Then this will be probably a, a pretty good opportunity to uh, expand on some old lore with some new lore because I uh, forgot to do that. <laughs> um, okay. Who usually does the dishes? This is important. Who usually does the dishes? Who's the bottom bitch? No, 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 Neither. no, no. Out of the two, out of the two brothers that live together, when you guys have to do dishes, because obviously there's other people in that manner, um, even if there is less people than there usually is, there's there's always people in there. But when it is the turn to do dishes, or when you and Duncan eat together, um. Which which one of you is more likely to do them? I imagine they take turns. Okay, all right. Um, they're both good about it. Sometimes they give each other trouble, but that's just them being smartasses towards each other. Okay. So it's Duncan's turn. You and I'm gonna start addressing Duncan as you in this context because um, I'm gonna imagine Wolf is just like somewhere nearby, but he's not in the same room. Yeah. Um, he's with an earshot, not with an eyeshot. Um, Duncan, you've been noticing more and more that that form that you saw um, before you guys made it to the Napa Festival has started showing up to the point where there is a consistent pattern. And if you were wondering whether or not that was a true pattern before, you have almost no qualms of it now, as you can hear your brother move past one of the rooms and you turn the faucet on. And coming down from the water in the faucet, if you turn around, you will not see her. But her reflection is moving within the running water. Um, it's the same. It's the same woman that you've been seeing following your brother and yourself for a, a good, a good small little while now. Um, like I mentioned before, she's got straight long hair with bangs, half of it black, half of it white, and uh, she's been getting more and more solid of an illusion every time she comes up and this time you can almost hear her voice she opens her mouth and she begins to talk but it, it kind of sounds like a it sounds like rushing water but there might be words there roll for me this is probably gonna be a like a straight up roll weird figure it out oh weird duncan's rolling weird duncan's rolling weird duncan's, duncan's rolling weird. weird seven you do better okay the words come through in a slow kind of like a, a combination of a slow hiss and a, a low a low wailing moan kind of like a kind of like kind of like a, a, a wail almost uh, in in its cadence but uh, lighter and wispier um, not the, not the deepness but the um, the rhythm of it um, and you can hear her. Uh, and she's, she's, she's calling, she's calling for you, and then she's calling for him, but she's using your name, and she's using his last name. Um, oh, what, what does Duncan do in this situation? The water's still running. It's been running continuously. Well, Her I don't think Wolf would specifically have anything knowledgeable about this, and the only person that he would think of that would have knowledge about this would be Joanne. He might humor it a little, be like, how can I help you? 
So um, you begin to speak to it, and uh, it stops. Um, it stops calling out repeatedly. Uh, it, it looks like you you got some form of a response, or it can at least hear you. And you just hear her go. She's just like, help. And it, she just like she her the visions the visage of her begins to shake within the running water where before it was starting to stay s still as if it were just a regular reflection. Uh, and she gathers herself back again. And she says, um, I, I'm, I'm almost gone. I, I need help. Do you know who I am? No. Oh. I don't, I don't know who I am either. But I, I need, I, I need help. My sister's. My, my brothers, my, she's just, she's, she stands there confused and her eyes just kind of move back and forth. And she says, um, says, I was, I was looking for you. I am on the brink of beyond what would be considered non-existence. If I cannot regain myself, and I cannot regain my sisters. I fear this may be the last time I, I exist to anyone. And I am scared, and I am alone, and I need help. How would I be able to help you? Um, her, uh, the illusion of her gets very steady again, and you can almost hear her breathing behind you. Um, she's a little bit... Yeah, it's good. They got ideas. Oh. Wait, for gore? For gore? I don't know what's going on. Oh, okay. I thought you had context that I didn't. Um, so... Uh, you can almost feel like the illusion of her is behind you, and you can tell she's a little bit taller than you. Um... Um... Her breath comes in in these shaky, wheezy kind of gasps. Um, and in between those little breaths, and uh, this is the most solid her form has gotten, it, it, not only in the visage, but in the fact that you can feel it behind you. You've never been able to... It, it's always looked like something you couldn't touch. And if it was close enough that you could touch it, you were never able to before. But you can almost feel that breath hit you. And uh, you, you just hear her go, I, I don't know. I'm so sorry. And the water shuts itself off. He's immediately going to yell, Joanne! <laughs> I gotta remember how her voice sounded. It's been a year. It's been a full out-of-game year. Um, she gonna, she gonna shout back, uh, is someone dying? Possibly. All right, she's gonna. You're not gonna hear her say anything. You're just gonna hear her come down. She's just possibly me. She looks looks at Wolf. He's good. Looks at you. Looks around. Water spirit. All right. So it's nine a.m. <laughs> <laughs> Don't blame me. The water's talking to me. Okay. All right. Did you make coffee? Yes. Okay. Okay. I know right. Luke likes it. 
He says, all right, okay, all right. Um, all right, sit down. Let's uh, let's try to let's try to figure this out. Uh, what what happened? What happened? So I've been seeing her appear now and again, following both me and Wolf. All right. And um, it confuses me because this is the first time that. I've actually been able to hear her speak. Alright. She appeared in the running water of the faucet itself. Oh, okay, alright. So, water spirit specifically running down. Oh, that's a little... That's a little poetic, thinking about that. Um... Now, I have a question for you, because you were born a twin. Yes. Um, were you and Luke both given the blessing of River? I would say specifically just Luke. Just Luke? Yes. Okay. So, um, in this case, um, it is still kind of interesting. And I think, um, I think that's not necessarily going to be something that she points out. But it may be something, uh, it may be something to note that this thing keeps popping up in places where water is not just around, but moving. Um... Magical people and magical touched people in the same way that Faye touched and otherwise tend to gravitate together. They also tend to attract things. So, um, what Duncan, what Duncan said was water spirit was in the faucet, was talking. All right. What, what did it say? It said that if we weren't able to help it, not its brother or sisters would be able to come back, and this might be the last time it would be seen. So, alright. Okay. Straightforward enough. Um, you see she takes, like, all of the, the, the white hair that she has, despite the fact that she doesn't look old enough to have completely stark white hair, and she just, like, brushes, brushes it back for a second to think. Um, she says, okay. So it's reaching out for help, that would indicate it's not malevolent. It also hmm. states that it can't remember why it wants to talk to me, but it can remember why it wants to talk to Luke. It can remember why it wants to talk to Luke. Vaguely. Vaguely. Um, she's gonna look at uh, she's gonna look at Wolf, and she says, um, "Anything been out of the ordinary in terms of uh, terms of your basic magic practices?" Have you heard anything? No. No? Not at all. Does Wolf remember the message that he got from Snow? I'm gonna say no in this instance. Okay, all right. I'm just gonna let you lie. I'm not, I'm not actually gonna make you roll for it. <laughs> I, I usually would, but this is big, big stuff. Okay, so he said no. She says, all right, well, that rules. Well, it doesn't really rule anything out, but it doesn't help either. Duncan's um, just glaring at Luke at this point. Because <laughs> Duncan remembers. Yeah. I want to see if Joanne catches on that Duncan's glaring at Luke, though. It, it, it depends. Uh, Duncan glaring at Luke isn't the strangest thing to happen. Um, especially, yeah. if, especially if uh, Luke is not being helpful in this instance. I can't believe I walked out when Joanne was introduced. You did! You missed it! 
And now it's gone forever. But she says, okay, all right. So we've got a spirit that keeps appearing and running water trying to call out for you and your brother, your brother with more emphasis. Um, it's almost gone. It has siblings that may potentially be completely gone. And it doesn't want to be removed from existence, but it fears it may be because it's starting to lose its its own history. Yeah. <coughs> um, there, there is something I want to add that apparently this one forgot about. Hmm. Uh, we, he specifically received something from one of his, well, I would say old tutors at this point, considering I don't think we're really going to seek out him anymore or going to more travel but um he also was told about an item uh, a stone that contains magic that allows the user to amplify their magic does the stone break upon using it? Uh, it has uh, you said one to two more uses right Luke? yes she she gives she gives kind of a, a a pointed kind of like knowing look that's mostly at the table because she doesn't like she doesn't like making direct eye contact and she doesn't like having these hard conversations because she knows how it goes with young mages. She says, um, "Power amplifiers, in certain regards, can be useful items. The more mundane they are." Um, this stone, mm-hmm. I think, I think you know well enough to know that there's a reason why you don't see them around. Um, one of the first being because this may be a, a rather unique invention to whoever taught you before. The other reason, the other reason being to power, to borrow a lot of power is, it's just that, it's a borrowing. You don't get that from nowhere. Though the power may be in the stone itself, it becomes a matter of, I don't want to say ethics, but also a matter of really just the expenditure and collecting of energy. How many times have you used it so far? None, actually. Hmm. Uh, I, however, might have damaged it while trying to retrieve it. I would advise not to use that power crystal unless it was absolutely necessary. If your tutor's still contacting you, it may be possible that they want to see what you can do, which isn't always a terrible motive, um, but it can get corrupted very quickly. Um, That being said, you are adults that can make your own decisions, and the fact that you have been reached out to for help means that you may you may need to use it at some point but I'd advise against it if you can of course going back to that um I don't have a lot of information about this do you um how familiar are you with uh the fae uh Um, because I can tell you, um, I know a lot about everything else. 
the, the problem the problem with the Fae is they were asleep for a very, very, very long time. Um, there was a time where I had to help with a um, a a a pocket-like space that had a similar type of uh, quality that rumored Feylands did. One of the biggest being that the time was different in there than it was out here. Um, and even that was much, much different than what I expected it to be. Um, this could be something related to that, though not necessarily Fey. Um, I am aware that there has been some, some stirrings about recently. Um, we might be coming into a new cycle of leaving hibernation, leaving dormancy. But for the most part, you could be re being reached out to something that's never been in a history book. Um, I'd say your first bet is, uh, you said they showed up as a human? They looked human? Humanoid? Yes. Your best bet might to start go looking for things that look like her. Do you remember anything else about their description? You remember that they did have on what looked to be um, ivory, white ivory robes. Um, their design did look more archaic in appearance, the only exception being the very straight-cut hair. Um, and they had no uh, jewelry adorning them, though the, the, the black and white hair would indicate something more supernatural. Um, but other than that, other than that, and just the constant sounds of running water and waves, not much. Has she showed up in any of your dreams? Not that I think of. Well, we have that protection, at least. She says, um, if you ever need, she says, I don't know how, I don't know how capable the rest of the world is. But I've seen quite a lot to know that sometimes it's better to be on the uh, defensive than the offensive. She says, you and your brother have a protection around you that should prevent anyone from being able to enter your subconscious. It is removable. If you remove it, you may be able to find more answers that you need. But if you remove it, you make yourself and everyone you know vulnerable to forces that can enter the mind without you being aware. I would say that you, yourself, yourself and Wolf are uh, sensitive enough to pick up when something like that could happen, especially on a bigger stage. Um, keep in mind, though, if this is a force that you are even somewhat familiar with, if there is any sort of magic that you've already been introduced to in the past, it makes it that much harder to detect when it's coming in, because it's already been in you and around you. People that know you and forces that know you are much, have a much easier time of getting into your mind than those that don't. Contrary to what it would think, things that are unfamiliar are very, very, very easy to detect because they are new. But things that are familiar, it can be hard to tell whether or not it's been there all the time. So the thing she's going to ask is, what do you want to do about this? This is Duncan? Yes. Um, I mean, to be fair, it wouldn't hurt to try to help. I don't, I, I'm more curious of what would happen when and if their memories did get regained if we did help them. 
Okay. Uh, she, um... She looks at you. She looks a wolf. She says, uh, I'd like to try a bit of an experiment. Wolf, if you could stand on the other side of that room, we're going to go back into the kitchen. All right. Bring Duncan into the kitchen. She says, okay. Roll the water again. He does so. She's... It, it's... If you tried really hard, you might be able to see bits and pieces, like parts of the waters are reflecting her, but she's not a full image, and you can't hear her. And she, um, you hear a little bit of Joanne. Duncan is extremely sensitive to magic, um, so he knows um, when she's activating it, um, because she also, she doesn't make a show of it, but she also doesn't try to hide her magic. The people that know her know what she's able to do, and she's comfortable with them knowing that. So you are aware, when she activates her own magic, uh, she says, uh, hmm, it's hard to, it's hard to tell, but there's something, there is something in there. Um, and by the way, um, this almost always happens when there's more magic in the air, but anytime Duncan sees an activation of magic, um, he becomes aware of these strings. Some as thick as chains, others are very small and thin, like fabric. Um, they connect from you to Joanne, Joanne to Wolf, Joanne to it looks like an outward spider web going in many, many different directions that you cannot see, potentially in the hundreds. Like she has a blanket that goes out from around her. Um, you were aware on some level that this has something to do with the concept of connection. And it's not necessarily anything super important, but it is good to note. Especially for the future, when it becomes important. Um, but uh, she says, I... You know how I said when magic is unfamiliar that it's easier to spot? Yes. I'll be honest with you, Duncan. I don't quite know how to classify this. Not that it's unfamiliar. I feel like I've seen this type of magic before. But I also feel like it it shouldn't it shouldn't exist anymore. So you know how Latin is considered a dead language? Yes. There are people that speak Latin, there are college courses about Latin, but in terms of Latin as what it was, if there was no movement to revive it, as with many different dead languages, um, it wouldn't really have any sort of a presence. This feels a bit like that. It's a magic that I may know of, but it's old. Very, very, very old. Very old, very simple. Not just archaic, but uncomplicated. Pure magic, as I mentioned, tends to be very dangerous, but that is mostly because of its syntheticness. Um, that being said, pure old magic in the right forms can be rather stable and helpful um, when done correctly. She says, I'll be completely honest, the only time I've ever seen people utilize old magic was to start um, apocalyptic level scenarios of destruction. However, this, although it looks human, may not be human. And more often than not, and I hate to, uh, I hate to say it, but I'm about 
600 years old, so I'm going to say with complete confidence that um, magic is usually at its worst when it's utilized by humans. Non-humans seem to be able to do it a little bit better. <laughs> Not for nothing against you or your brother. I know your brother works very hard. Um, there are always good examples of magic, but there's, there's a reason why older mages tend to get a little nervous and fidgety when the younger ones start to pick it up out of nowhere. Mm. She says, let's keep that on for a moment. She's going to take an object. She's going to press it into the palm of your hand. She says, this will, if you need, turn off the lock that I have in your subconscious that protects you from other mind readers. It will also let you explore worlds that are connected to human minds, to your own, to your brothers, to others, even mine. And it, will, it might let you enter worlds that were once forgotten about. If I had to guess, chances are something in there will be able to help you find out what this is and why it follows you. If at any moment you realize that yourself or Wolf are in a dangerous situation or not acting reasonable or you think it's better to be safe than sorry, I'm going to show you how to reactivate it. It is up to you whether or not you want to tell Wolf that it is reactivatable. You can tell Wolf, if you want to, that it is a one-time deal, that it breaks upon use, or you simply can only use it once and you can't turn it back off. And if at any point things get bad and you are worried for him or yourself, this is how you turn it back on, okay? It is up to you how transparent you want to be, but I want to give you that safety lock because I know you've been looking out for Wolf for a very long time, and though he is very smart and potentially has the ability to be extremely powerful, that almost always comes with a downside. And I have seen it many, many, many times, and I've watched many friends who have gained large amounts of power have their lives be ruined because of it. Growing up, I would have loved to have a safety feature like this, but that's exactly why I created it. That's understandable. Says, uh, takes it, puts it in your hand, closes, closes your hand, and then just puts puts both hands uh, over and under yours, and just says, um, "This could be difficult. I know. I appreciate you guys coming over, and it's it's nice. Honestly, it's good to see." It's good to see not only magic, but just age-old wisdom go out into the world rather than die alone in a manner. Um, I'm very happy for it. He says, you may be gone for a long time, especially if you're going to pursue something like this. Take care of yourself, and please take care of your brother. Of course. And you can always call me if you need. She's going to let you go, and she's going to shut the water off without touching it. <laughs> of course. Where is the water shut off before and it just shut off, but like the handle was still going? She just, she moves the handle without touching it. So, uh, class, classic Joanne. Mm -hmm. And we're going to move away from him. A classic Joanne goof. Remember how she used to tell uh, your character not to use magic frivolously because it upsets us some balance or yeah, something? Yeah, right? This takes place after that, by the way. <laughs> so it's Technically not, not. It's not like Joanne's in the springtime of youth. Thinking, oh, I could just use magic. <laughs> She's seen a lot 
of magic being used in many, many, many different ways and has decided that the worst type of magic to be used is to be used by humans. <laughs> I've got this, Doug. So the real thing is that my, 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 my former character used magic so often, Joey realized I have a point. <laughs> Kids convinced me. <laughs> Wait, convinced, convinced of what? Because she turned off the water without touching it. Oh, yeah. Magic. Well, that's... magic. It's also, it's also a reference to um, something that she did at the beginning of the campaign as well. Because the window that Nat flew out of to, to throw herself into a fucking car and to escape child services, um, it was closed without any actual touchings. Um, but to explain, what Joanne is referring to is when you gather large amounts of magic, um, there becomes a point at which it becomes almost impossible for it to be ethically gained and to be ethically used. And in both of those scenarios, if you are willing to take enough personal sacrifice to perform large amounts of magic, it will damage you severely. And if beyond that, because there's a limit, if you decide, all right, I, I'm fine with damaging my body, now it's time, it's time to hurt other people. At a certain level of power, that is the only way to become extremely good at magic. And what she's saying is there's a limit, there's a reason people don't cross it, and it's not as worth it as people think it is. That's why I make all my characters dumb as fuck with magic, so I don't gotta remember this. Frival frivolous party trick magic isn't as bad, although public, public uh, viewing of it can cause, like, circumstantial issues, but that's mostly... It can cause dementia, rash on the skin. It's, it's, mostly, <laughs> it's, mostly, dementia. it's mostly a social thing, but... It's what you consider fr frivolous magic to be that sometimes causes the issues with that. Because frivolous magic to Joanne is not causing dementia. Frivolous magic <laughs> is, oh, I'm going to pick something up without touching it. Not giving somebody gonorrhea. <laughs> and this is, probably, this is probably a conversation she had to have at some point. Probably multiple times. So it's not necessarily that frivolous magic is bad. It's that, it's that magic comes at a cost, Everyone and if you don't have a good, reasonable scale of what that cost is, things are going to get real boy. fucky real fast. I'm going to have to kick your legs backwards. I realize I think a lot of people with like amnesia. Yeah, you're fucked up. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't think about it until now, but like I, a lot of people either got dementia or amnesia from being around that. Yeah. Or dead. I, I know this throughout the entirety of the campaign. Nat has never killed anyone. It's super funny because Joanne was mostly just like for tourism and like having the manor as like a backup thing. And she's like, you know... I'm not going to charge these people to have these curses removed, but I, it takes up a lot of time and a lot of energy every time Nat puts somebody, gives somebody the clap. You haven't. <laughs> and every time I find them and I'm like, ah, yes, you have the magical clap given away by my, uh, my suedo granddaughter who can't control her apocalyptic powers. Okay. Let me remove that for you. Uh, for... It says here you had hepatitis B. Why do you have hepatitis C? <laughs> For the audio, bigger letter, big, bigger letter. I thought it would get rid of it. Suedo means pseudo. Um, no, well. made of suede. <laughs> also, you can't. You're not saying the full name. The Harry Packer Mansion. Yeah. Oh, the Harry Packer Mansion. Yeah. The Harry Packer Mansion. 
Can you pumpkin? <laughs> yeah. Okay. But yes, basically, I imagine a lot of her downtime. And hey, you know what? That's good, reasonable teaching for Luke, is seeing exactly what can happen when you use magic with no control whatsoever, completely on a whim. We're going to go around and we're going to remove magical curses. <laughs> and you're going to figure out pretty quickly where they keep coming from. All we have to do is walk around this high school that's just outside of town. I feel bad Either this high school or this house. Matt, I don't know how to tell you this. You can't keep giving bullies at school gonorrhea. You can't keep doing that. You can't keep giving them cancer. Atrophy. <laughs> but I can't. No! <laughs> Just look at you, like, every amount of disease magic that you put out there puts a little bit more pollution into the magic ozone layer. Hemorrhoids. God damn it. <laughs> ah, rheumatoid arthritis. Wolf, here's your first new magical crafting lesson. We're gonna teach you how to make a dampener. <laughs> this one's that one that you can throw on someone and it clings to them. Degenerated discs. Now, what? Well, as the, as these, the, these, weird, these weird magical bugs keep like landing on you, so you just become incorporeal and like fall to the ground again. They keep littering all over the place. Damn it! No. <laughs> It'll work this time. I'll get away. I cannot be contained. I cannot be contained. Face to floor. You know what's great is there's a universe where um you Ending have always like been under the tutelage of Joanne, and Nat got found by Snow, and that world uh, isn't one I can describe because it's probably fucking gone. <laughs> what about the... Shiokazi! So that's, that's the one where they succeeded as the Antichrist? Oh, and more. What What more is there? A uh, god. God was already gone. He was on break. Y yeah, there's a vacuum. Oh, Congratulations, you fucked the world, and, and you took it? Kind of shitting where you eat, but... Yeah. Not my fault. Is there a, is there a, be is there a better, bigger, unrestrained gnat move? Yes. Bigger. Sorry. Even with the power of God and primordials, I don't think I can drink the primordial soup. So you, you, after destroying the universe, taking it as your own, and becoming the new god of this world, finally learning that, in fact, the primordial soup is a metaphor. This I brought a big thermos. <laughs> I killed everything to fill up this thermos with soup. And to find out it's not actually a thing. It's, so, just, a, it's just a way to explain it. But say you, Arctic Abominations. I'm curious how you're going to tie me back into another adventure. Because I was basically... Uh. This is actually a conversation we will need to have, yeah. Good news, yeah. you're up. That was the implication. Yeah.